The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome to the Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Uh, if you're listening after the fact, you might be listening to one of the, I don't know, dozens and dozens of, of podcasts this ends up or on ChristineUpchurch.com. But wherever and whenever you're joining us here today, you are going to be very grateful. Um, we're going to venture into the world of politics and what that has to do with our personal transformation and the transformation of the planet. I know that this is something that is on many people's minds, uh, whether you're just a typical, you know, politically minded individual or perhaps a light worker who's mystified that you showed up for positive change. And this is where we're at. But before I introduce our guest, I want to say hello to the man behind all the, the the boards, the contraptions, the the technology, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hi, Benny. Contraptions, boards, yeah. Gizmos, bells and whistles, yeah. doodads, think, thingamajigs. Think of yeah, thingamajigs, yeah. thingamajigs. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm, I'm over here just hanging out. Yeah, and, and doing your magic so I that am. everybody can hear these conversations. Yep, and unfortunately, I will be leaving you, I know, just momentarily, folks. I know everyone got a little bit alerted there. No, just for a little bit. Uh, my boys are finishing up second grade today. Oh, that's so, so great. Yeah, I know, right? So I got to make, I got to you know, scoot out of here and, right. and make but, sure they're taken care of. So, But I assure our listeners yes. that we have yes, another yes. producer who's yes. going to be coming and working the boards. I hope. You know, or else, <laughs> or else you're going to like the conversation's going to go be, into oblivion, yes, if I had to handle it. so <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. And, you know, I'm excited to have um, a wonderful guest back on our show. She's been on oh, a few times over the years, and our guest today is Penny Pierce, she is a gifted clairvoyant empath, and she's also a visionary. She was part of uh, bringing the intuition age forward and, and, and teaching people about intuition, teaching people about frequency. And now she's looking at the bigger picture of what's going on in the world. Um, she is an author of, oh gosh, 10 books, I think, at this point. Um, and she teaches around the world, and she's got a fascinating perspective on what's going on with our shift right now. And I'd like to welcome our guest today, Penny Pierce. Hey, Penny. Welcome back. Hey, it's so good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's kind of funny because I know that there are many people in the consciousness realm who avoid the news. Um, I was one of those people for probably more than a decade, decade and a half. I'd learned enough in order to educate myself to vote. But I would avoid the news. And then after the 2016 election here in the United States, I got direct guidance from my guides to say, pay attention. It's important. And uh, I'm kind of surprised because it's so negative. Like, why, why would somebody who's a light worker need to pay attention uh, on any level to the negativity that's underway right now? 
Well, you know, I went through a similar process and got, I guess, during the uh, campaign mm-hmm. for in, for 2016 and all that, I, I was just riveted because of the just blatant <laughs> negativity that was happening. And I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I was riveted because what I like to do is watch what's going on in the physical world, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the surface in a way, but then drill down through that and go down into the inner non-physical realms, into the, I call it your inner energy blueprint, you know, like, well, both at an individual level and at a collective level, societal mm-hmm. level. Right. So what is the inner blueprint doing that is causing this outer pattern to be occurring now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, so let's take a step back. So you, let's take a step back. What you're first saying is that our inner blueprint is affecting the outer blueprint, right? Exactly. Okay. They are so parallel. They're just at different frequencies of the same thing. Ooh, I like that. So, okay. So there's these big differences between individuals. So why is it that somebody who's been working towards positive change, whether it's through action or, or just through, you know, their, their own inner work to shift their own personal frequency... Why is it this this is showing up for them? Well, we all think that we've gotten, you know, ourselves fairly enlightened. In fact, I said to somebody once, I'm enlightened every other minute. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you know, this is a world of oscillation. We rock in and out. We're uh-huh. here, then we're back, then back, and right. you know, the, the whole, whole uh, I call it the round trip, you know, between the physical and the, the non-physical and back to here and there, you know, uh-huh. so... Um, but I think that we've been working on ourselves a lot, trying to clear fear, basically. Mm. And that's what the spiritual path is all about. Right. And, um, you know, as you clear the top layers of it and replace that with a sense of your being the soul or being loving or being able to experience unity rather than separation, mm-hmm. then that, that loving part of us or that true part of us get stronger. And so then it magnetizes in bigger chunks of what isn't love. Right. I always say, well, when you say, well, I want to be loving and I want love, then everything that isn't that has to come to the surface so you can get rid of it. Yes, yes. It, it, I've, I've got a book that I'm working on called The Top 20 Myths About Spirituality. And one of the things I emphasize is in order to learn the truth about spirituality, we have to learn what's untrue. Those untruths are key to illuminating our pathway to getting the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, and and so that's what happens. Though is that as soon as you you say you're you're on the path and you're wanting to be loving, then you start to have to face the things that you froze around. Right. You know, like fears, and I was think of it as like uh, you inhaled and forgot to exhale, uh-huh. and energy gets stuck. You know, because of fear, right? And um, and all those behaviors then that we use to avoid. So it's usually it's fight or flight, right? Uh-huh, you right. know, you're going to try to control the reality and intimidate people and have your own way and drive a great big SUV or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or um, you'll run, you'll leave your body, you'll let other people have authority, you'll, you know, play the victim and uh, just avoid everything. Right. And, um, or you freeze. That's mm-hmm. the other one. You yeah. just can't move at all. And... Um, so those there is a lot of behaviors we have around those basic adrenal gland, um, you know, reactions, uh-huh. and those all start coming up, and sure. it's we have to see through those to in order to say, oh wait a minute, I'm not that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm this other thing. I call it your home frequency. You yeah. know, it's it's that sense of the soul in the body. Like who you who am I really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at the core, and then it's and it's so joyful, and it's very wise, and it's the flow is a part of the soul, I think. And when I you agree. trust things, things really happen well, and you get exactly what you need. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that's it's all about clearing right now, and and uh, I think that's partly because uh, the frequency on the planet has been going up mm-hmm. and up and up, mm-hmm. and, and as that it... happens, we become more sensitive, and and that means that everything that we used to deny and store down in our subconscious mind and not have to face can't stay down there anymore because the frequency isn't low enough for it to stay comfortable mm. at that level. So it pops up to the surface. So you said the frequency of the planet is rising. Is that just your intuitive sense or is there some scientific research? That no, there's that? scientific, um, there, the Schumann resonance, which is, I think pretty much it's the, the vibration between the center of the earth and the ionosphere. Uh-huh. And for many, many years, it was around like 7.83, mm-hmm. and so long and so stable that people who were meditators, would they could measure that when they got to that hertz, um, that was the meditational state, because mm-hmm. they were in harmony with the planet. Interesting. But over these last years, it's been going up, and it was stabilizing somewhere around 15, 17 in there. Wow, but that's more than doubled. Oh, yeah, but wait until you hear this, because I've checked it online with this. There's a site that measures it daily. But around the end of March and early April, it they had spikes that went up to over 100. And, wow. Um, and in, up and down, but in the 50s, you know, and, and when that happens, I can feel it myself. I get really nervous. I want to eat carbohydrates, take naps in the middle of the day, uh-huh. you know, do things to try and handle that energy. Right. Because our bodies are trying to, you know, adjust to it. And then we can get hyper or have anxiety or, you know, all these symptoms yeah. that we don't, don't realize is just a uh, re- response to this increasing frequency. It's interesting because um, one of the things I've noticed living here in the Seattle area for decades, when I moved here from the East Coast, I was kind of shocked at how polite drivers are, were. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it's inappropriate to honk your horn unless you've got an imminent accident. It's, um, yeah. you know, when, you, yeah. when, you're mer- when somebody's trying to merge, you just let them merge. You know, it's, it's like right. very, very polite. And these days, there is just this craziness of, of tailgating and cutting people off. And I'm thinking... Is it just people processing what's going on politically? Is there is there something else? So it could be something as measurable as the Schumann frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that when it does go up, it certainly it raises the the frequency level of the body, which then raises the energy of your emotions uh-huh. and of your mind. Uh-huh. And you can get hyperactive, and your mind can go overloaded with, you know, I should do this and this and that, and, you know, getting distracted in a million different ways, and, right. you know, that whole busy, busy kind of thing. And uh, and then it's a lot of frustration if you can't get to where you want to go fast enough. Right. And I know there are a lot of people who are frustrated with not being able to get our world to where they want it to be. Um, right. Yeah. And, and, well, I think, you know, this what we're going through is a transformation process and it's affecting everything but individuals experience it one way relationships another families groups nations mm-hmm. cultures society it's all going through this 
at its own, you know, in its own way. And that's why it's so interesting to look at politics, because yeah. it, it parallels what's happening with individuals. Let's hold that thought. We have to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with Penny Pierce. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. We now have Eric behind the wheel, so to speak, um, handling all the technology. Hey, Eric. Hey, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for coming in early to take care of this. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and don't let me anywhere near the boards. I I, I said to Benny, you know, oh, you want me to handle the boards, huh? Because he's leaving <laughs> early. <laughs> Nobody would hear the conversation. And I'm so grateful for my conversation with Penny Pierce today. And, you know, we were talking about how um, the change in frequency of the planet, at least one measure of the frequency of the planet, uh, is maybe affecting people. And on the break, Penny, you and I were talking about 5G and how that 
I noticed that when my phone got upgraded and all of a sudden I was on 5G, I didn't realize I was on 5G, but I was feeling really agitated. I'm thinking, am I about to process something personal? Am I tuning into something negative that's going to happen, something big in the world? And then I realized, oh, my phone's on 5G. It's, it may be affecting my frequency. What do we do when we're, we're, we've got all these frequency changes, whether it's, it's, it's like Wi-Fi and, and um, the cellular networks or the Schumann residence, you know, increasing? How do we deal with that personally? Well, I think, you know, first you have to notice the symptoms in your body like you did uh-huh. with, the, with the phone, perhaps, that you're, you're feeling agitated, frustrated, buzzy, um, you know, restless, all that kind of thing. And, uh-huh. and maybe then instead of doing something negative, you go walk in nature or, you know, right. you do something to use energy or let energy move through you. And yeah. sometimes it is a good idea to just take a nap. Uh-huh. Let the body shift itself, mm-hmm. you know. But, but that's a process that's it's been happening, you know, and it will continue to happen. So it's more like a, a normal thing now that this is happening. But if you don't know that, then what happens is, I think I said it earlier, that the, the anxiety that comes up because all the subconscious stuff that used to be able to be suppressed mm-hmm. can no longer be suppressed. So it's starting to come into the conscious mind, and then that scares us. Right. So we try to to press it down again through the fight-or-flight behaviors. We try to say, no, I'm not going to pay attention to this, or this isn't going to affect me, or I'm in control of my reality, or mm-hmm. whatever. Or do the victim thing and just avoid everything. Right. And give all your authority to some parental figure, you know. And so and so we do that personally, right, you know, right. in various ways. Yep. And, and we can watch ourselves doing it. But it's also happening culturally. And that's why I think that we're seeing the rise of uh, this ex- expanded polarization in many areas between the fight and the flight. Okay, so tell me a little bit more, like within the context of the United States. We're, you know, we're global. The show is global. But sure. um, there's, there's a lot of significant um, polarization here within the United States politically. Yes, uh, and, and I think that's happening in other countries, too, Hungary and so forth. Uh-huh. and. And even in organizations like Scientology or something, we've, we've had that coming to the surface and looking at some of the crazy things that goes on there. Um, but so, so what that looks like then is that people are breaking into, um, you know, the bipartisan stuff is more extreme than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so dictators are arising, and that's the fight side of the adrenal. response to this uncertainty. And And the left brain has a lot to do with this, too, right? It's like, I'm going to control this, and I don't like change, and so, you know, I'm going to make things happen the way I want them to happen. Right. Yeah, and I I think as you, so many people do end up identifying themselves with the left brain. Uh-huh. Of course, with that logical self with that defined thing, and it's, it's finite. I'm a woman. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a, I've done. I'm good because I did this. I'm bad because I, this happened. Right. You know, and that's all left brain thinking, yeah. and uh, we're kind of mired in that at the moment. And, and and yet, those who are saying, but yes, those children that are being detained in in 
um, immigration detention centers and and in horrific conditions. There are children too. There there are people who are sort of, you know, and and those who have been disenfranchised are are, are people too. They're they're us too. And and so yeah. I am seeing people embracing others as a part of themselves in in, in a sense as a part of this polarization. Yes. Well, part of it is that a lot of people are actually waking up and using both sides of their brains. You know, that's what I call the intuition age. We're moving out of just information, which is just the left brain, Uh into left and right brain, which allows intuition to become a very powerful and even more elegant way of knowing things. Uh And so as you do become more intuitive, you clear fear. You have direct connection to the collective consciousness of the higher frequencies of mm-hmm. the soul, really. Right. And your guidance comes from there. And then what happens is you become compassionate. The heart opens. Yeah. And then you are empathic and you can feel those poor children and their, their parents mm-hmm. who are separated from them, right. for instance. You, know, right. you can feel all this. And you can feel um, the lack of security that so many people have. Mm-hmm. With you know having many jobs, not making enough money, exactly. and, and you know, health care and rampant. opioid addiction. Oh my gosh, yeah. you know. Um, and so that part then starts to work toward solutions based on holism. Mm. But the other side that goes really into the fear and the reaction against it is, um, you know, goes into fight or flight. And so you get victims and dominators mm-hmm. on that side. Yeah. And that polarity is one polarity. The other polarity is more that there's a third point of people who are becoming more awake and enlightened and compassionate and heart-based and mm-hmm. soul-based. Yeah. And then they're not taking sides that much. They're going to the third point above the polarity and finding bigger solutions right. that solve many problems at once. Mm-hmm. But what I'm interested right now is in the hyperactivation of that other smaller polarity between the fighters, the dominators, and the victims and the avoidance people. Yeah, and I think that there are a, a lot of who sort of identify themselves as victims. Um, and from the rational perspective, it's absolutely true. And there are people who are compassionate about the victims, but they're still in that, that polarized perspective of of just fighting against and and wanting to be in control um and a lot of times when on the victim side um fear at that level often triggers um anger yeah right because anger is a good way to not have to feel terror Mm -hmm. right and so that's why i think we're seeing um the base for trump being you know angry you know and Basically, you know, and we don't care that he's saying all these negative, terrible things. Mm-hmm. We don't like this, but at least he's doing this for us. Right. You know. Um, and it, so, in some ways, it seems to me it's almost at the survival level, you know. That, yes, that, that, it, it is. It, it's, it, it's strange because in politics, it has not often gotten to that point, and, and, but now it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if we look into, into Trump as the... the the spearhead or the tip of the iceberg of this whole polarity thing. Uh-huh. You see the dominator behavior or the, the narcissist kind of thing, the, mm-hmm. what you called extreme ego, I love that, uh-huh. um, 
coming out because under it is a lot of fear of loss, of not being good enough, of, you know, uh, being a victim himself. Right. And so, you know, and that's a vulnerability if you really feel into it. So yes. I can understand that. And, and I understand how the pattern came about. And, and one of the things that I think is so fascinating that I think a lot of people don't understand, and I've done a lot of research on, on narcissism, um, and this is, this is what I've learned along the way. I've been told that typically the way a narcissist is formed is between the ages of two and four, they are either rejected, abandoned, or feel some threat of ab- abandonment or rejection. And the empathy center in the brain stops developing so they can get into survival mode. And then they start to manipulate people around them to make sure they're going to get what they need. And so when you're talking about feeling into this, this is this is somebody if somebody's a narcissist, um, they are very wounded. And it really is sort of survival based manipulation to get what they want, because if they don't get what they want on a on a deep level, they're worried about not surviving themselves. Yes. I'd love to talk about this more, maybe on the other side of your next break, because it, I, I, it's, it's an amazing kind of psychology to understand and to be able to see in other people. I think it's, it's critical now that we be able to understand this in ourselves and others so that we can not do it, you know, so that we can right. find a way out of it, even if it's a mild case. But some of these are so intense, you know, as with, with Trump. Right. That I don't think is there's a way of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and let's, let's yeah. go to that break a, a tad okay. early so that we can open up that conversation further. Uh, stay tuned for more with author Penny Pierce. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago, when facing cancer without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day I realized I was consuming foods based on fear, fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. 
the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I am talking to clairvoyant empath and uh, multi-book author Penny Pierce and Penny, we were just getting into some of the psychology of narcissists. And oftentimes there are, there's the narcissist, but then there are the people who interact with them who are sort of in this codependent relationship. So yes. let's talk a little bit more about the psychology of the narcissist and the psychology of the, the victim-dominator kind of relationship. Yes, and I think narcissism comes from an over, a really overdeveloped ego. It's like by identifying yourself as the ego, mm. right, and not realizing, hey, I am the soul, it, and you th- start thinking like the ego thinks or the left brain thinks, right. you know, and it's all about basically staying safe and uh, not wanting too much change and wanting to stay in control. Yeah. Because the, the left brain basically defines everything. And once you've defined it, it's like a rule. You know, it doesn't want to have to change it. Sure. Or doesn't know it can change it, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. It gets locked down, and then that sticks, and then you're stuck in it. Uh-huh. Um, so when you identify with your beliefs and your, you know, code of ethics and all these things, um, you get, you're basically living in a kind of contracted state and identifying with ego. Mm-hmm. So as the, the increased frequency on the planet keeps on going, that is strained, that identity. It's not adaptive enough. It's not, free, you know, flexible enough. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to get highly stressed. And so then the narcissism kicks in. And, and like you started saying about how it's formed, but what I feel about narcissists is that rejection that they experience very early on uh-huh. um, kind of clicks over so that then they start to say, well, I'm in charge then of my own reality because nobody's going to love me or help me, so I have to do it all. Right. And then that means that, and I need the outer world to agree with the way I have defined reality. Mm-hmm. So I'm a great person, and often narcissists are very successful, good-looking, mm-hmm. sexy, you mm-hmm. know, athletic or whatever, you know, they, they often have all that. Right. And and they rely on it, and they're extremely charming in the early stages of getting to know them because they need to seduce you into agreeing with the way they have their reality set up, which is that they're the the cool one, you know, they're the, the boss guy. And what's so disturbing to me is that, as you're saying, when you first meet a narcissist, you can be so drawn in because they, I think that a lot of narcissists are very intuitive and know exactly oh, how to how to play you so that they seem perfect to you. 
And so you engage and you, you, you start to open up and become vulnerable. And sometimes you give your power away to them. And it's, um, it's kind of a disturbing process. Yes. It's quite interesting. That's why I think talking about this is so important, that we see the pattern, because so many of us have been drawn in by that kind of uh, powerful charm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so as they charm you to get aligned with them, then they feel comfortable, because now you're not threatening their reality by being different. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've seen narcissists who won't sit in a restaurant with a fat person, or they, you know, they right. they get so upset that things don't look the way they want it to look, right. you know, and and just it can it can be crazy making, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it, you said it, that the empathy center stops, and mm-hmm. I think that narcissists actually don't understand what love is. Right. They think love yes. means agreement, uh-huh. so that the outer world needs to agree with the way they have it wired up. Mm-hmm. And if, if someone comes in who doesn't behave correctly, yeah. um, they will intimidate that person. They will get angry. They'll rise up. They'll do all these variations on intimidation, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, well, then you can't be part of my life, or mm-hmm. if you don't do this, then I'll kill myself, and if you don't do that, then blah, blah, blah. And they'll just do anything they can think of to power you back into submission to their worldview. Right. And when you have your own view, they will gaslight you and yeah. say things like, oh, well, you know, all I did was that, or you, you're, you've misinterpreted what I said, or right. um, you're crazy. Or they belittle you to uh-huh. such an extent that you doubt your own yeah. Um, abilities. Yeah. And that's something we see Trump doing is the gaslighting. You know, everybody knows this, or, you know... You know, it's it's common knowledge. I mean, when it's clear based on the the information out there that there were lies coming out, um, it's it's a kind of hypnosis technique in a way. You know, right. but so then if if the person doesn't come back around and submit to this and you know get back in alignment, then they go they really go ballistic, mm-hmm. and you're fired. You know, yeah. and they will reject you out of their life with not a second glance. They don't even. They don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And you're going, what is the matter with this person? Right. You know, um, but basically, if if you're not with them, you're the enemy. You're out. Uh-huh. And so they must have that. They must maintain that sense of themselves as being at the top of the heap or mm-hmm. else their world falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and not, it, it's not just about the the their position, it's also about getting the adoration in that position, isn't it? Yes. Well, that reinforces the, their position. Uh-huh. Look, see, they're all, they all love me. See, mm-hmm. they love me. Right. I am loved because I am this way. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, they'll do whatever they can do to keep that going. But when it starts to crumble, which Trump's is now, Mm-hmm. And he is so afraid of having the Mueller report come out or having anybody know about it or, you know, that, that he, you know, actually was guilty of very many things. Sure. Um, that he's, he's, you know, using so many of these kind of brainwashing techniques on everyone. Right. And then control. No, nobody's going to come to Congress and testify. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we have, sure. what was it, the last one? I, we have total... Um, Immunity. Uh, immunity. Yeah, immunity. Yes. yes. Like, there is no and such thing, total, according to the legal analysts, yes. Absolute immunity, 
or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, but then what often happens is that when that their worldview starts to crumble, and basically this is the ego death process, mm-hmm. then they think they're dying because the ego is dying, and they will often commit suicide. Interesting. So and because so- they. There's no point in living. No one, lo- you know, they'll go toward that way, whether it's a conscious suicide or an unconscious one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's often the the end result. So, did Hitler commit suicide? You... I think so. Yeah, that's yes, that's my I recollection so. of that yeah. history. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I think about um, you know from a, some of the analyses analyses I've read, you know, he was a narcissist as well. And, oh, sure. and so, which is no surprise. Heavy duty one. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, so that kind of fits into that pattern. But one of the things that I'm so fascinated by, Penny, is that the people who play into it and, you know, those of us who get pulled in um, and there's like this codependent dance that's done. And you look at on the global level or at least on the, the national level, how there are people who've been in his world who are willing to perhaps even end up going to jail rather than call him on his stuff. Why, why, why do people yes, do that? Or rather than have their own sense of self as being a really core good person. They're riding on the, in the field of that kind of chinkless energy that narcissists have and thinking it'll rub off on them. Oh. And the success or whatever will rub off on them, and right. they'll get some of that by uh-huh. being around it. Right. And uh, I think that, you know, that just, you know, that backfires too. And, you know, the end result for, for either pattern is that they both fail, and you have to go in and feel who you really are, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful soul right. <laughs> in the end, you know, and, and really understand that, and, and that heals both sides of that false polarity. So why do people get stuck in their victimhood within this type of relationship, whether it's we're talking about personal relationships or, you know, ones on the the grander scale? Well, I think in a way, victimization is passive aggression. Mm, It's like, um, I'll be right by being wrong. Uh Uh-huh. And and they can maintain an identity by um, complaining and feeling put upon and mm-hmm. feeling that everybody's um, using them or not thinking about them and that it becomes this kind of repeating record uh, tape loop uh-huh. that they just are on automatic with it. Right. So they get some sort of, um, so they get something out of being the martyr, so to speak. Oh, yeah. 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 They can manipulate other people. Interesting. So that's, that, that that aspect has to be healed as well, then. Of course. They're tied together, ex- exactly tied together, because they have the same underlying issue. Okay, so here we are in a situation where there's great dysfunction and polarization, um, and we as individuals are having to face it. It's getting illuminated for us, you know, whether we want it to be or not. And things that we thought were just fine are getting illuminated to be not. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do within ourselves? Well, you know, I think looking at politics and seeing it acted out in front of us 
you know, on the world stage now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we can look at that and say, look, this is not the way I want to be. Mm-hmm. And clean yourself up, you know, clear away all those places where you're not owning your own power. And I don't think power is power over. Right. It's power to, uh-huh. power to do what feels right, what, what contributes to the world, what allows the soul to express itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to own that and joyfully and contribute and trust and, you know, become transparent, basically, and, uh-huh. and allow that, that self-expression to co-create with others who are more like that as well mm-hmm. so that we solve a lot of the world's problems. You know, so we need to look at what bothers us, but go deeper and deeper and deeper and see where in us did that originate. Yeah. And one by one, as we get out of it and start working with others, there's a kind of momentum that, that starts happening. And that's the third point beyond the polarities. Yeah. And we're going to get into that further. We're going to go to a quick break, but um, stay tuned for more with Penny Pierce. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections, with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, 
and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back. Fascinating conversation with Penny Pierce. I wish I had another hour, but we've just got a few minutes left, Penny. Um, Okay, so uh, you were about to say something, and I told you to hold that thought. And I'm really, I'm really wishing I had written down what you, the direction you were going, uh, because I don't remember <laughs> what, what, well, what was it. It was something about beyond, getting beyond polarities in a way, and and you know I think that that the victim dominator patterns, or the the people who are giving their power away, are not sensing their own power, and then the people who are thinking they have so much power and way, you know, power over others. These are you know, false points of view that underneath it is the same similar issue of feeling unloved mm-hmm. and different ways of coping with that. And, you know, victims, as I think we were saying, you know, often are passive aggressive and they get power by, uh, you know, I'm right by being wrong. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I can, I can still dominate people by, yeah. Yeah. by being a victim. Sure. Uh, you know, so that, that all needs to be eclipsed. And, and I think that, there is an interesting need right now for a sense of self mm. in in people. And I don't know whether that's, you know, certain soul groups that are incarnating now who have not really been in the physical world very much and they don't quite understand the emotional realm and, and individuality because they've been a lot up in higher realms where everything's connected, and like the, a group mind. And they're, they're the same people who say... I don't belong here. I don't know why yes. I'm here. I've never fit life. in. I, I don't, you know, I've, I've never fit in, you know, mm-hmm. and or know that they're supposed to be here and, and feel great reluctance. Yes. Yeah, so, and a lot of them are, you know, they hang out in groups and they, they're constantly connected on the phone and, you know, they cannot be alone. Mm-hmm. And that sense of the self or the soul forming an individuality or a personality is a hard thing for them to rock, you know, and mm. and so I think that that need for the experience of self often turns toward ego, uh-huh. and look at all the selfies, and everybody, me, 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 and starting right. sentences that me and him went to the store, uh-huh. you know, it's like right. this whole sense of I'm so important uh, is sort of a flood of people seeking the experience of what is the self, mm-hmm. the real soul, yeah. what's the core, um, and and. It- yeah. Um, it, it also seems like it's a, it's not just about like the self, but the self as it relates to the tribe, so to speak. Yes. Well, they're used to a tribal self because I think a lot of the younger people who have incarnated now, and partly because the planet is at a higher frequency and they could come in now finally, mm-hmm. you know, they could get into a body and, and help the planet with the higher higher consciousness. They've not been in the emotional realm. Mm-hmm. They've been in the mental. Right. So when they come into here, they suddenly have to deal with emotions and upsets and hatred and frustration. And mm-hmm. they have rageaholism. They, you know, there a lot of they have um, environmental allergies, all kinds of stuff, hyperactivity, and um, really trying to slow down their consciousness gradually to come through the different levels <laughs> into mm-hmm. the physical world. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, that the amount of collective knowledge they have is amazing. 
all the technology, all the, the ways of solving problems and everything. It's just, it's going to happen, but there's something about being able to have an individual self. Mm-hmm. I am me, and then also I am us. Uh-huh. And those who've been just so rooted in individuality, especially in the Western world, right. uh, are learning to become collective. Mm-hmm. That's their leading edge. It's like, you know, I've worked in Japan for 20-something years, so I've learned to just lose my individuality in a certain way uh-huh. to understand how that works in Asia. And I think that sometimes people get confused about what it means to, to lose your individuality because I think that it's it's a sort of thing like, it's almost like dogma they're buying into, um, mm-hmm. the we are one dogma. Uh, because it's it's what I'm supposed to, it's the belief I'm supposed to wear as a spiritual being kind of thing as opposed to really tapping into this this perspective that like we're all part of the same orchestra and okay some of us are playing just different instruments mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. and different parts of of the same music but that we're all playing the same music so to speak yes and again it's a it's a being stuck in a polarity. Yeah. Like I am me or I am us, uh-huh. not both. You know? right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's you know? a great point, Penny. I love that. Yeah. I love you know, that. and that's what we're all headed for. No matter, you know, in Asia, they're learning to be individuals. And uh-huh. over here, we're learning to be more in collectives and groups and group mind and, and right. working with sharing and co-creating and uh-huh. all of that. Um, and And so, of course, we're seeing, I think that going back to Trump and politics, I think that we're seeing dictators arising now yeah. so that we can see the pattern glaringly so that actually they act like um <laughs> I'm make a terrible analogy about like pimples that are needing to pop you know <laughs> or things that are coming to the surface right, right. that need to be you know opened up so that it can heal uh-huh and uh, you know it's those patterns are, you know, I think what's going to happen is that the frequency on the planet is going so fast now that old methods like um, hierarchical leadership, for instance, mm-hmm. they're just not going to work anymore. They're too slow. Mm, it has to be more flat, you know, group-oriented equality systems. Will we be able to do that on a global level, do you think, or is it going to have to be more of well, a like, subgroup? because... I think what will happen is it doesn't take everyone to shift. It's going to take a, actually a fairly small percentage of people on the planet mm-hmm. to move into the intuition age consciousness. Mm-hmm. Or, and, uh, and at that point, there will be a kind of a, you know, 100th monkey syndrome, critical mass mm-hmm. shifting. Sure. And it may be that some people who can't make the shift, they will, you know, die, leave the planet for a while and, 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 uh, you know that may may help. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's a war or anything like that, but it might be, you know, group deaths, like people passing together in in events. Mm-hmm. But I, I have seen that that was likely to happen. So let me ask you this: I know that there are a lot of people who on their conscious paths who believe that um, it's just all about setting their own personal frequency. Do you believe that part of the change is also taking action? Yes, I, I think that first you, you, you get into your home frequency and you stabilize at that level of mm-hmm. your preferred state, uh-huh. right? And out of that state, that's your soul in the body, basically. Mm-hmm. That's your wisdom right. in your personality. Out of that comes ideas, comes interests, 
comes mm-hmm. desires to act. Yes. That Inspiration. Are yes. You. Yes. You know, and then you don't have to make yourself be a hero. You don't have to make yourself go out and do social action. Right. Because it's you should. There's no shoulds. Uh huh. Then what happens is you have just oh, I would love to do volunteer at this center. Uh-huh. You know, or I would love to do something with veterans or whatever. Right. Even if it's I'm just going to give money to this charity. Uh-huh. Um, you take action according to your own life path. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I mean, action is about materializing consciousness. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important for people to hear uh, because I think that part of the New Age movement, we sort of had this, this position where we were stuck in. It's just all about our inner work. And you're saying with inner alignment, alignment with the soul um, comes action, comes um, materialization of the soul in human form. Yes. And whether it's, you know, inventing a cure for cancer, whether it's, you know, finding a solution to um, energy mm-hmm. crisis or right. whatever, um, these, this, is, this is, you know, translating your soul into form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why we're here. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> you know, to understand absolutely. creativity. And, and unfortunately, we're, we're running out of time. I want to make sure listeners know how they can connect with you. What's your website, Penny? My website is just my name, but my name is spelled oddly. So it's P-E-N-N-E-Y, Penny Pierce, P-E-I-R-C-E, PennyPierce.com. So P-E-N-N-E-Y, P-E-I-R-C-E.com. Right. right. And, and I should have a new website up, hopefully, in, in a, just a little while. Yeah, we're you, you and I were talking we're on the break. We're both redesigning like, oh, our website. Yeah, it's like, it's like birth and a baby almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This has been a fascinating conversation, Penny, and I'm so grateful you joined us here today. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, It's thought-provoking, it, isn't it? I mean, there's so much more to it, but at least we touched the the surface of it. Yeah, I wish we had another hour, um, but thank you for joining us here today. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.